Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finish that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, obeying God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving your kingdom walk, and Y, yielding to the Holy Spirit. So if you think you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And if you're listening on any of our podcasts and platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you are notified every single time we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back and let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 9 of Obedience Podcast. It's such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I even get started, I have to invite my co-host and Holy Spirit, so let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer. Father God, Father God, I want to thank you, thank you again for allowing me to get on your platform another week. I want to thank you for the word that you have given me, and I pray that I am able to execute it exactly the way that you have planned. I pray that any anything that I may have studied, it comes back to my remembrance, and I pray that you just work through me. I pray that this episode touches every single soul so they are aware of what pride looks like. They can be aware of pride and turn that pride around, give that pride over to you. I pray that through this episode, people are delivered from pride, and they turn away from their ways. Lord, in this episode, I pray for more of you and less of me, and I pray that it reaches every single soul that you intended for it to meet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, so now that I welcome my co-host in, let's go ahead and jump into the high-low portion of the episode. So this portion of the episode is used to big up God in any way. Share with us your high moments, anything God has done for you within the past week or past month or past year. And then also is used for any prayer requests that you may have, any low moments that you want us to pray in agreement with you. So if you guys do ever have any high low moments, you can always submit those to us. Our doors are always open. You can do so by sending us a DM on our social media platforms directly to our email address, obediencepodcast at gmail.com. Or via the Google form links, you can find it in the show notes below. We are always looking at all three of those areas to find any high lows that you may have. So definitely do not hesitate to reach out and let us know. All right, guys. So I do not get any high and low submissions from any of the viewers this week. So I'm going to go ahead and jump into my high and lows, which I do have like a boatload to give you guys. So I'm very excited. So let's get into it. So my first high, my first high is a long awaited high that I have been waiting on for a very long time. You guys have been waiting on it for a very long time as well. So I am happy and blessed to say I have finally reached monetization on YouTube. I checked my watch hours Friday and I realized that I had met my watch hours and once you meet your watch hours you have to apply for AdSense, you have to make sure you're eligible. So I did all of that Friday and so over the weekend everything was just like in a review status everything was in the review status and I was just like checking it constantly and they said that it was going to take a, a month and I was like you know Lord the Lord is not going to let it take that long I had already proclaimed that thing but this morning when I woke up 
it was literally a notification on my lock screen from Google that I was officially a YouTube partner. Praise God. I am finally monetized. It has definitely been a journey, journey, <laughs> journey. If you guys don't know, I started the YouTube channel back in 2019. I think it was September of 2019 I started the podcast. And here we are, 2023. And I am just now being monetized. So it has definitely been a process, a journey, but it's not a journey that I regret. I definitely appreciate the journey that I went on. It instilled in me consistency and seeing things through, even if you can't see the reward, doing it just for the passion and not for just the monetary gain. So I definitely learned that. I do not know you know, how payments are going to look. I'm just happy to have reached a goal. And I think the special part of all of this is, if you guys don't know, before I became a solo podcaster, I did have a co-host with me. And when she decided to leave, there was a sense of fear, a sense of not being able to do this by myself, a sense of not being qualified. So the fact that I reached monetization status once I was solo was definitely a confirmation from God that, hey, Shay, you can do this. You are qualified. I have called you to this. It will happen. You don't have to have somebody. All you have to have is me. It will happen. So I'm very, very thankful for that. And I, I'm excited to see what the Lord takes to podcast, takes to ministry. I'm finally monetized. So you guys who have been watching my videos on repeat. I thank you so much for your support. We did it. We did it. So, of course, I vlogged the whole experience, so you guys will be able to see everything in real time once the vlog comes out. But I wanted to let you guys know first, I am officially, finally monetized over on YouTube. And with that monetization, I am going to be able to up the things with the podcast and I'm always trying to make sure my content is, is as professional as it can be. So that's really going to help me out. And also with the monetization, I'll be able to add super chats to my lives, which I'm really excited for because I know that you guys had requested it before. And then also I'll be able to add my merchandise right like in like inside of my video if you guys have ever seen that um once you get monetized you're able to add a shop to your channel so I'm very excited to do that because I do have merch that I've been working on and I honestly was waiting to be monetized in order to put out that merch because it's just like in my head it was like how can you have merchandise and you haven't even reached like the status on YouTube honestly that's how I was thinking but it did also allow me time to create my merch and make sure it's all right so you guys should be seeing that soon god works everything out y'all because in my team meeting for quarter two we literally were talking about okay we need to go ahead order the merch get it in see what it looks like make sure we get the tax information all done so <laughs> everything is literally working out how it's supposed to work out and i'm so very excited but i want to thank each and every one of you who have been on this journey with me like i was doing this for all of those years and i was not getting revenue the only revenue i would get is when people would donate and i want to thank each and every person who has donated to the ministry i tell y'all this all the time but every single donation went right back to this podcast you guys you see this background right here all of that was through the donations that were provided to me so definitely thank you all so much you have definitely helped the ministry grow 
And so now that I'm at monetization status, when I do release a video, I'll be able to get compensated off that video and I'll be able to put it more back into the ministry even more. So can y'all imagine what this ministry is going to look like in maybe a couple months, in a couple years? I cannot wait to see what God does for it. But yes, that is my major high for this week. I am finally monetized. Glory to God. So if you guys are wondering, that is why I decided to get all dressed up for this episode. Because I was like, this episode is a celebration. This is literally my first episode filming since I've been monetized. And I had to look cute, okay? I had to look cute and look like I was celebrating. Because I am. I am celebrating. This is a big episode. And I know I'll look back on it many times in my life to see the good thing that God did for me. And I want to look good when I look back on things, you know? So... With that being said, let me go ahead and get into my lows for this week. Oh, before that, before I even get into my lows, I do want to give y'all a baby update. I guess with the baby update, there is kind of like high and lows in it because we do need y'all to pray, pray in a certain area. So his heart rate has been going down. Well, I guess I should say it has been going up and down since he was in the womb. That was like one of the reasons why they went ahead and took him out of the womb. And it's still like been an issue from what my cousin explained. They said that a lot of the times he will forget to breathe like on his own. He'll just forget to breathe. And so they've been doing different things to kind of help remind him that he needs to breathe. They put like a um, a chin strap on him so he could um, close his mouth so he'll know, OK, I got to breathe. And because of that, he does have like a CPAP machine. And so yesterday when she went to see him, it was Sunday, He she walked in there and he had took his CPAP off. He had wiggled his way out of his CPAP. But glory to God, he was breathing on his own just fine. His heart rate hadn't gone down because the nurses didn't even know he had wiggled out because none of the machines went off because he was doing A-OK. But when my cousin saw him, she said that MJ has been bad. <laughs> she said... He's fighting the nurses for trying to put his prongs back in after pulling them out. And then he kicked her when she was trying to clean him. And then he tried to act like he was innocent. He didn't take off his CPAP machine because he got caught. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, he is just going to be a force to be reckoned with. Okay, he is ready to get up out of that, that place. He is trying to show them, listen, look, I'm ready. I know the God that my mama and my family serve. So get me out of here. I'm ready. But the good news is he did gain two more pounds. But that's what I, I want y'all to be praying. His heart rate stops dropping and he's able to remember to breathe on his own. Y'all be praying in that area for baby Michael. But he is still doing good, y'all. He is still doing amazing. And I feel like y'all are as invested in it as I am. So that's why I definitely wanted to come on here and share with y'all the new update. Y'all will be getting updates about the baby until he comes home. Probably even updates after he come home, comes home, to be honest with you. That's the highs and lows for baby Michael, okay? So let me get into my low. I already gave y'all the biggest high ever. So let me get into my low. My low is very simple. Um, if you guys watch Seek Bible Study, then you have already been on this dental journey with me. So a couple months back, I had to get a filling in my tooth. My dentist told me, he said, I think it's cracked, but I'm going to try to save it with a filling. And he did that back in January. And he told me, if it starts bothering you, just let me know. 
and um, we're probably going to have to do a root canal. So, of course, it started bothering me last month, and I went and saw him. He got me in, like, the next day, amazing dentist, and he was like, yeah, I actually don't even think I'll be able to save this um tooth. I think you just need to get it taken out, but he um, recommended me to a dental surgeon. I went to my appointment, and he looked at it. And he agreed. He was like, yeah, we need to get that tooth out of you. So my procedure is Wednesday, the day after this episode releases. So I definitely want you guys to be in prayer with me that everything goes well. I am not going to lie. I've definitely started to have looming anxiety about the procedure as far as me being put to sleep. I'm just letting these crazy wild stories get in my head of people being put to sleep and not waking up and it has really been affecting me and I'm just trying to like stay as zen as possible stay prayed up as possible so I could use you all's prayers as well as I am getting ready to go through with this dental procedure so just keep me in your prayers God willing I will be back on this platform the next week to be able to tell y'all how that surgery went I do not think the surgery is going to cause any episodes to be missed I, I chose Wednesday for a reason Because Wednesdays, I'm not filming. (laughs) I film on the weekends. So we should be good to go. He only told me to take two days off. So I should be good. I have full intentions to be back next week. But if something crazy happens, then y'all know why. But in Jesus' name, I'm going to be back next Tuesday on the regular schedule programming, okay? But definitely keep me in your prayers regarding that. So that is all of my high and lows for this week. Remember, if you guys do want to send me any, our doors are always open, so do not hesitate to do that. But with that being said, I am going to jump into the biblical portion of the episode. Welcome to part seven of the ascent journey. On this ascending journey, we are on a journey to pursue a closer dwelling to God. If you missed the introduction episode titled, Sis, Are We There Yet? I go into detail on how we got to this journey and how each one of the Psalms of Ascent have the capability to help us pursue a closer dwelling to God. So if you missed the introduction episode, I do highly encourage you to go check it out. You can stay here and then go back, but I do want you to watch it for reference purposes, okay? You can find that link in the show notes below. But during this journey, we have already gone over a number of the Psalms of Ascent. We've already been on six journeys talking about different Psalms of Ascent. So in the first study, we studied Psalm 126, where we ascended and finding restoration in God. In the second episode, we studied Psalm 130, where we ascended and finding redemption in God. In the third one, we studied Psalm 125, where we ascended and trusting God. In the fourth episode, we studied Psalm 127, where we ascended and building with God. And in the fifth episode, we studied Psalm 123, where we ascended and finding favor in God. And then in the sixth episode, we studied three different Psalms, Psalm 121, 124, and 129, where we ascended and knowing that God will protect us. So in today's episode, the seventh part, we we will be studying Psalm 131, where we will be ascending and recognizing when you are prideful. Okay. So like always, we're going to read the Psalm in its entirety, and then we're going to get into this thing. Okay. It is so essential that we let go of pride. And before we can even let go of pride, we have to recognize what pride is. So this episode is very vital in your journey to pursue a close and dwelling with God. So let's get into Psalm 131. And I am going to read it in the CSB translation. And the title in the CSB translation is A Childlike Spirit. Let's get into it. So Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. 
I do not get involved with things too great or too wondrous for me. Instead, I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. My soul is like a weaned child. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forever. Now, I want to go back to the title of this song that's titled A Childlike Spirit. The reason the author of this psalm, who happens to be King David, the reason he titled it this because a childlike spirit equates to you being pure, innocent. When we come out of our mother's womb, we don't have hate in our heart. We don't have pride in our heart. We don't have envy in our heart. Our hearts are 100% pure. And so in this song, David is speaking of a childlike spirit when it comes to pride. He's saying it doesn't exist, Lord. It doesn't exist. Now, when I first sat down with this study and I realized that this psalm was speaking on pride, I automatically thought back to the pride that I grew up on. Now, what I mean by that is whenever I would think of the word pride, to be honest with you, I would always think of good things. You know, growing up in school, we had pride for your school, pride for your team, pride for your community, pride in how you present yourself to others. So growing up, pride wasn't some bad thing. We were encouraged to have pride, honestly. But as I started my journey through reading the Bible, I was introduced to a new type of pride. And that's the pride that this psalm talks about. I wanted to say that because there may be some people out there who who initially think of pride like myself. Pride is a good thing. You should have pride in your school. You should have pride in yourself. You know, I thought about that. But there is a bad version of pride. And that's what we're learning about today. So pride as a noun is defined as a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. That definition has a lot in it. But the pivotal part in that definition that causes the main issue with pride is the portion of that definition that says, derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Did y'all hear that ones from one's own? The issue with pride, this type of pride, is that it's based from an I perspective. Look what I did. Look what I got. I made all of this possible. You couldn't do this without me. That's what this type of pride represents. It's all about you so much to the point that there is absolutely no room for God. And that's why pride is such a huge issue. So David, remember, who is the author of this psalm, he makes sure in this psalm that he's acknowledging that he's making room for God completely in this situation. There's no pride at all in this situation. God has complete room to come in and show out in his situation. He's not living from an eye perspective. His first line in the psalm, verse 1 says, Lord, my heart is not pride. My eyes are not haughty. He leads with, Lord, this is not prideful, okay? This is all for you. I'm making complete room for you. Come on in and do what you need to do. Now, look at the last part of verse 1. My eyes are not haughty. I wanted to talk about this definition too, because pride and haughty, they like go one and one. So the definition of haughty is blatantly and distinctly proud, having or showing an attitude of superiority and contempt for people or things perceived to be inferior. 
Now, David, he could speak on not having pride and not being haughty because he had very personal experiences with someone who was very proud and very haughty. And that person was his predecessor, King Saul. Yes, King Saul. So that's the biblical story that we're going to get into today. We're going to look at the life of Saul and point out the key areas of where he was prideful and where it all went wrong. And then at the end, I'm going to share with y'all some tips to get out of pride. Okay? So we got a lot coming from this episode and I am so excited to get into it. And I do want to put a little disclaimer out there. My allergies and my sinus have been really bad. So if I sound a little raspy, I do apologize. But I am not as stuffy as I was yesterday, praise God. But I do know that there's a little raspiness in my voice. So just bear with me, okay? So before Saul's fall from grace, he was actually handpicked by God to be Israel's first king. This all started so great, okay? It, it ended horribly, but it all started so great. Saul was actually handpicked by God. He had very humble beginnings. When Samuel told Saul that he would become king, Saul's response was, Am I not a Benjaminite? Isn't my clan the least important of all the clans of the Benjaminite tribe? And just a little biblical history. Benjamin was the youngest son of Jacob from all of his other sons. So automatically that's making the Benjaminite tribe the least tribe. But then also the clan that was within the Benjaminite tribe that Saul was a part of was the least important within that tribe. So, you know, you have Saul, like really speaking from honest and humble beginnings, like, hey, I come from the smallest tribe. Are you sure I'm supposed to be the king? Like, shouldn't the king come from Judah's tribe? Like, are you sure? But that is who God chose. God did choose Saul. And when Samuel introduced the Israelite people to their new king, Saul, Saul still was kind of like humble. And he actually hid from the people when Samuel made this announcement. If we look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 21, we're told, Finally, son of Kish was selected, but when they searched for him, they could not find him. They again acquired of the Lord. Has the man come here yet? The Lord replied, there he is, hidden among the supplies. He was really humble, very humble beginnings. A lot of people, before they deep dive into pride, they do come for very humble beginnings. But going back to Saul, as Saul got comfortable in his position, he started getting the praises of the people. He started winning battles. He started to forget exactly who he was chosen by, and he completely forgot about his humble beginnings. So it all started out really small initially. So Samuel the prophet and Saul, they agreed that whenever Saul would go to battle, he would actually wait for Samuel to come so Samuel could give the appropriate sacrifices to God so God would fight for them. This was an agreement that they made. But one day during a battle where they were waiting on Samuel to show up, Saul and his troops, they got very restless and very afraid, very full of fear. And so Saul decided to stop waiting on Samuel because he's just like, Samuel is not coming. So he decided to stop waiting on him and conduct the sacrifices himself, which was not the right thing to do because, uh, one, Saul was not a priest and only priests could give sacrifices at this time. And then, two, Samuel and Saul had an agreement. 
the agreement was to wait on Samuel. And Saul, when he came to Samuel, he had a very good excuse. He was like, my men were afraid we could have been attacked at any moment. You weren't there. So I just did what I had to do. (laughs) Basically, that's what Saul told Samuel. I had to do what I had to do. Now, this very prideful moment, it could have been missed because to everyone else, Saul was doing the right thing, like I just mentioned. They could have pounced on us at any moment. You weren't there. We were just trying to, you know, save some time, get ourselves protected, and do the battle. We were just trying to help ourselves. But what Saul actually did was handle things himself instead of actually trusting that God will handle things. Are you navigating in an area in your life where you're doing what you had to do? Think about it. Saul did what he had to do. Are you doing what you have to do? Because if you are, I want to let you know that that's being prideful. Yes, it can be missed. A lot of people don't look at it as that way, but it's being prideful because you're acting in your own strength and not acting in the strength of the Lord. You're not trusting that the Lord is going to do this for me. You're trusting in, I can do this for myself. That's why it's prideful. Now, I had a dream the other night that I was in a doctor's office. It was an older version of myself. I was in a doctor's office and his doctor was telling me that I just could not have children. And when I woke up from that dream, I could have moved in complete fear and went out there and found myself an unqualified mate so I can make sure that I have children while I am the most fertile right now in my life or at this age of 29. But if I did that, I literally would have been moving and acting in my own strength. I would have, yes, accomplished the goal of having a child, but what would be the consequences of me having said child within my own strength? Would that person who I went out there and got, would they abuse me or abuse my child? Or would that person, after a couple years, leave me and my child alone to fend for ourselves? Or even worse, what if said person decided that they were a family annihilator and just decided to get rid of me and my child? What if that was the case? Now, I want to say that every family who that has happened to, I am not saying that that happened to that family because they didn't listen to God. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I know that if I move outside of the will of God, then God cannot protect me fully because I'm outside of his will. But moving in your own strength can cause a series of consequences. Because you're moving outside of the will of God. You're not allowing God to be God. You're trying to be God yourself if you try to handle the situation yourself. Many, many times I think back to when I was younger and I was in a relationship. And now that I'm older, I'm like one of the only people in my family who has yet to have a child. And I always think like, Lord, you could have just let me have a child and then eventually I get married. I've thought that before. But then I'm like... The Lord made things happen the way he made things happen for a reason. If you would have had that child, you probably could have went into a mental breakdown and not been here today. I'd rather follow the Lord's will than my will, okay? Lean out on your own understanding. It's my life scripture. But I wanted to highlight this type of pride because it's the type of pride that's just not talked about a lot. Because a lot of people don't look at it as pride. A lot of people look at it as I had to do what I had to do. Most of the time when people think of being prideful in a bad way, they think of people showing off their possessions or thinking too highly of themselves. They're not thinking about the pride of, I am not going to trust God. I'm going to do what I want to do. That is pride, ladies and gentlemen. That is pride. Let's go back to the definition of haughty. Blatantly and disdainfully proud. 
having or showing an attitude of superiority. When you act in your own strength, you are moving in disobedience of what God told you to do. Therefore, you're being blatantly and disdainfully proud, having or showing an attitude of superiority. I know more about my life, Lord. I'm more superior than you, so I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to be the Lord of my life. I'm going to be the leader of my life. That's superiority. And that's being blatantly and disdainfully proud. And that's why that type of pride has to be addressed. Because a lot of us are probably going through that kind of situation and not even recognizing it as pride when it is. And this small type of pride can go unrecognized. And if it goes unrecognized, it can metastasize into greater pride. And we see Saul's pride metastasize in 1 Samuel chapter 15, where he started to think very highly of himself and his possessions. So in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 3, God tells Samuel to tell Saul to go and kill the Amalekite people and destroy everything that the Amalekite people have. But in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 9, we see Saul do the exact opposite of what God told him to do. So scripture says, Saul and the troops spared Agag, who was the Amalekite king, and the best of the sheep, goats, cattle, and choice animals, as well as the young rams and the best of everything else. They were not willing to destroy them, but they did destroy all the worthless and unwanted things. They were not willing to destroy them. This pride that Saul and his troops are displaying represents the portion of the definition of pride that says, from qualities or possessions that are widely admired, okay? Saul and his troops, they didn't destroy everything like God said because they saw the financial gain that they can acquire from keeping those possessions. And they also saw the recognition that they could gain from keeping those possessions. When I say that, I mean Agag. They could get recognition from having an Amalekite king. So it's like, oh, yeah, y'all going to be afraid of us because we got this man hostage. Don't mess with us. The mission that God sent them on was not to glorify Saul and his troops. But in keeping the things that they kept, they were trying to glorify themselves. They were trying to have the best possessions so they could improve their house or improve their clothes by jury and have more respect around the world. That's why they kept those things. That is pride. The mission that God sent them on was not for their glory. The mission was for God to avenge his people by killing the Amalekite people for what they did many years back to the Israelites while they were in the wilderness. This had nothing to do with Saul and his troops. This was all about God trying to avenge his people. But what Saul and his troops did, they were taking glory from God and they were trying to put that glory on themselves by keeping the possessions and keeping King Agag. This made the Lord very upset. And he told Samuel this in verse 10, it says, I regret that I made Saul king. Then after this, everything that followed Saul resulted in destruction, complete destruction. Are you holding on to things that God told you to get rid of, but you can't because they make you look good. They make you feel good. Since if you are, that's pride and you need to depart from them. When Saul didn't let go of those possessions, and he held on to them, it resulted in God rejecting him. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 26, Samuel tells Saul, I will not return to you because you rejected the word of the Lord. The Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. And then we're introduced to King David, who God has chosen 
as the new king of Israel. When God does ask us to do stuff, us as humans, we tend to have this bad habit of thinking that God would just sit and wait for us forever to do said thing. This is not true. If you will not work for God and do for God what he needs done, he will go and find another vessel. He did it in this story. He has Saul initially. Saul will not work for him. Saul will not be a king after God's own heart. So God had to go find another king who was after his own heart. He found that through David. God can and will replace you if you do not let go of the things or the pride. I don't want you to miss what God has for you because you cannot detach yourself from your pride. Holding on to things that God told you to get rid of, that's pride. And if you cannot let go of those things, you cannot detach from those things and therefore you cannot detach from your pride. I don't want you to miss out on what God has for you because you will not detach from your pride. God chose Saul initially like I talked about, but Saul just would not get it together. So God moved on to the next and he chose David, a man after his own heart. So if God did it in the Bible, you know he's still doing it to this day. I don't want you to miss what God has for you because you cannot let go of your pride. And after Saul was rejected, sadly, his pride got worse. He did not learn from his mistakes. When Saul initially meets David, it's right before the infamous battle of David versus Goliath. And once David won that battle, Saul actually admired David for the work that he did. But then a shift happens once he recognizes that everyone else is admiring David. After David killed Goliath, the Israelite women, they went through the town singing this song. It says, Saul has killed his thousands, but David his tens of thousands. And Saul's response to this song, in verse 8, we see it says, Saul was furious and resented this song. They credited tens of thousands to David, he complained, but they only credited me with thousands? What more can he have but the kingdom? The scripture tells us in verse 9, Saul watched David jealously, jealously from that day forward. Now the pride in this scripture is in that verse 8, where it says, what more can he have but the kingdom? First of all, the kingdom was not Saul's. It did not belong to him. He was just in the position that God put him in. The kingdom belonged to God. And he wanted to hold on to the kingdom because he was too prideful to let it go. And that right there, it did lead to his ultimate demise. Once Saul decides that he is going to be jealous of David from that day forward, we're introduced to Saul showing the third version that the definition of pride gives us. The portion of the definition that says, a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. Saul didn't want to give up his position as king because he enjoyed the attention. He enjoyed the recognition. He started to think, these are my men. This is my city. How dare someone try to come in and take my city and my people? How dare he? He refused to give David the reign of Israel. And from that moment until his demise, Saul was dead set on killing David, all because of his pride, all because he could not let go of his pride. He could not give the city over. He could not not be king. What are you talking about? All because of his pride. What are you dead set on killing because of your pride? Do you have a friendship that's a little brittle and it needs a genuine apology, but you're refusing to give that apology? If so, 
Therefore, you're dead set on killing your friendship. Do you have an assignment that God told you to do, but you're refusing to start on that assignment? If so, therefore, you're dead set on killing your purpose. Let go of the pride that you have, because if you're not letting go, then you're dead set on killing areas in your life that could be saved. In Saul's case, his pride led to his ultimate demise, as I've already talked about, but he could have been saved. When God decided that he was going to reject Saul, he didn't tell Samuel anything about, yeah, I'm going to kill Saul too. God didn't say that. Saul decided to go on this journey to where God just had to get rid of him because he was blatantly refusing to allow David to be king. He wanted to kill David for absolutely no reason. And if you read 1 Samuel in detail, you will see where there were many times that David could have killed Saul, but he didn't want to. He saved him so many times. Saul did not have to die. He did not have to demise. But because he could not let go of his pride, it resulted in his ultimate demise. Proverbs 16 18 tells us, Pride comes before destruction and an arrogant spirit before a fall. If you do not get rid of the pride that resides in you, destruction will follow you. And we see that all throughout Saul's story. We see pride all throughout his story. And we see his ultimate demise. So take heed to this message and let that pride go. Not for the sake of that person, but for the sake of you. You do not want to have an ultimate demise like Saul. So calm your spirit and your soul like a weaned child. As David tells us in this psalm that we're studying, Psalm 31, verse 3, calm it and let go of that pride. Let it go. So I've been talking so heavily on you all letting go of the pride and why it's so important to let go of the pride. And if you happen to find yourself throughout this study relating to certain prideful characteristics, I do not want to leave y'all with, okay, let go of your pride, but not provide a solution to the problem. Okay, I want to be that person. Okay. So I did find seven steps that you can take to overcome pride from the Adorn Heart website. I'll be sure to link that website in the show notes below so you can read the entire article in its entirety because it gives you like the characteristics of pride, how you can get rid of pride. It gives like 35 examples of pride in the Bible. It's a great article. I definitely encourage you to read it. I will leave it in the show notes below. But I just wanted to take the seven steps from that article because I felt like they were really great steps to help you all get rid of your pride, okay? So I've already identified three types of pride through this episode, okay? So take heed, really study those three types of pride and the pride definition and the haughty definition and determine if you have those characteristics in your life. This episode is not to condemn you. This episode is God's conviction, God's love and conviction over your life so you can turn away from it and turn to him and allow him to have all the room in your situation and there's no pride at all. So here are the seven steps to help you. So one, stop trying to prove others wrong. That's a good one. Because why do you always have to be right? There's going to come a time when God is telling you you're wrong. And you're going to try and prove to God that you're right. You don't want that to happen. Stop trying to prove others wrong. Two, don't try to do everything by yourself. Okay? Don't do what you have to do. You are not a God. You are a person. You are made in God's image. 
but you are not God. You cannot do the things that God can do. You cannot see the things that God can see. Allow him to lead your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean out on your own understanding. And he will lead and guide you in the way that you should go. Okay. Number three, don't try to be better than others. Try to be better than others. You will result in situations like Saul. Saul said, how are they recognizing David for all this stuff? But they don't recognize me for all this stuff. I am better than him. I am king. You cannot have my kingdom. Why do you need to be better than the next person when God sees us all the same? Number four, a prideful heart must be purified. Pray to God. Ask him to change your heart, change you from the inside because God can see your heart. Even if you stop all the outer characteristics of pride, if you still have inner prideful thoughts, God can see your heart. That's how come he knew David was better than Saul because he knew that David's heart was a heart after him. And also within David's story, we see what people, they look at David and they're like, oh, you're short or you're skinny. You can't be the king. Whereas Saul was tall, strong, and handsome. And God said, people look at the outer appearance. I look at the heart. So beware. God looks at your heart. He knows what your heart is like. Strip yourself of everything. Everything that's prideful. Give it to God. Number five, learn to love yourself. The website is quoted as saying, if you were comfortable in your own skin, you wouldn't need to pretend to be perfect. Did you know perfection is pridefulness? Mm, Something that I learned and I've been trying to let go for quite a while. I tell y'all all the time, I'm a recovering perfectionist because I did try to be perfect all the time. And when I realized, okay, perfectionist is prideful, I had to let that thing go. So sometimes you will see errors on this thing because I'm not a perfectionist because I don't want to be prideful. I want to do things according to how God needs them to do, not according to my perfectionism. And number six, stop being so hard on yourself. That goes hand in hand with perfectionism. A lot of the times I would not get things done for this ministry because I was so focused on it being perfect. When we try to focus on things being perfect, then that's, really us trying to do things within our own power and not allowing God's power to work through us. That's saying, I can do things better than you can, God. That's pride. And then the last thing in the seven steps is accept the blood of Christ. And I made that the last one because it transitions so well into accepting God. So if you happen to be watching this episode and you're like, okay, yeah, I definitely have fit some of these characteristics. It is time, the best time for you to repent and turn away from those ways. If you happen to be watching this episode and you've drifted off from God for quite some time, right now is the perfect opportunity for you to become one again with Christ. Or if you happen to be listening to this episode and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, right now is the perfect opportunity to do so. And the reason that you should do it is because when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you become a new person. You become reborn. You are no longer a slave to sin. Jesus will wash over you. He will wash over you and you will start going through this transition period where you don't want to be prideful. You don't want to be haughty. You don't want to do all this wrong. You don't, you don't want to curse people out. You'll just go, start going through this change. And that's why you should accept Jesus as your savior. So if you would like to do that, I want you to repeat this very short prayer after me. It goes like this. Lord Jesus. I know without you, I am lost. Today, 
I make the decision to make you the Lord of my life. I give you the throne of my heart to lead and guide me in the way that I should go. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, God has forgiven you. Just like that, God has redeemed you. And just like that, God has accepted you to be forever saved. And I want to say congratulations, and I am so proud of you. Now, if you happen to be one of those people who repeated that prayer after me, I want you to do two things. Well, three things, actually. I want you to do three things. First, I want you to connect with the Bible teaching church. Pastors are going to be so essential in your walk with Christ. They're going to lead you in the right things that you should do. They're going to teach you. They're going to pray over you. So definitely connect with the Bible teaching church. And then also you'll be attached to fellowship. And fellowship is so essential in this walk with Christ. And then the second step, I want you to continue to listen to Obedience Podcast. You're already listening to this one episode. So go back, catch up on old ones that you missed, and stay on track with any new ones that are going to come out. Listening to faith-based content is going to be so essential in your life because you're going to start learning more about God. And when you listen to things like this, you're equivalently spending time with God. It's going to allow you to get closer to Him. So continue to listen, okay? And then the last thing that I want you to do is not a requirement, but it is highly encouraged. I want you to go down in the link below and purchase our Reborn Workbook. That workbook is going to be so essential in your walk because it's going to pretty much explain to you how all of this works, how this Christian walk looks. And give you a great head start on everything. So definitely go and check that out. It is in the show notes below. Now, with all of that being said, I normally pray over us at the end of the episode teaching. So I want to do that now. Just so all of us can definitely get rid of these prideful spirits that we have. And then God can come in and take over. So let's take a moment and bow our heads in prayer for the benediction. Father God, thank you for this message. Thank you for getting me through it. Thank you for showing us through the Bible examples of pride and how we can get away from those pride, prideful moments. You not only showed us examples of pride, you showed us a man who was not prideful at all. And we thank you so much for both of those examples. We can learn from them. We thank you for allowing us to have this Bible so we can learn from those. We thank you for giving us your grace and giving us Christ who can redeem us, who can save us, and who can change us from within. We thank you for that. Because you did not have to give us that. But you are such a loving God. You love us. You respect us. You protect us. And we thank you so much for it, God. We pray that if any of the prideful characteristics are within us, that we can hear you telling us that it's within us and we need to go away from them. We pray, Lord, that we can hear you and we can listen to you. I pray, Lord, that nobody is stubborn. I pray that they continue to let go of their prideful ways. I pray that they will let go of their prideful ways. They will change their life around. They will allow you to get the glory. They will recognize that without you, they could do nothing. I thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you, Lord, for the healing that's going to happen inside every single one who actually listened to this episode. We thank you that you have delivered us from pride. We thank you that the enemy no longer has hold of us because he's making us be prideful. We thank you for that. We thank you, we thank you that we're not perfectionists. We thank you that we have overcome through you. And we thank you, Lord, for your eyes, your ears, your mind as we navigate throughout this life. And continue to let go of our prideful ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 
All right, y'all. So that's all that I have for you guys today. But before I get out of here, you know that I have two questions that I ask every single episode. So one, what was your key takeaway? And two, did you learn anything new? If you're watching on YouTube, you can comment down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on the Spotify app, you can comment in the Q&A portion of that app. I love to hear from you guys. So definitely do not hesitate to comment and let me know. I love to hear from you guys. The goal of this podcast is to be like a virtual life group. So I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear your commentary. So definitely do not hesitate to let us know what you learned. What was your key takeaways? We love to see it. So definitely go ahead and do it. And before I do anything else, I have to give a very special shout out to my YouTube premiere family. I see you. We see each other. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night and spending it with me. It means the world to me. If you do want to become a part of the YouTube premiere family, I do premiere the episode on my YouTube channel at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time every single Tuesday. So if you want to become a part, a part of the YouTube Premier family, definitely check my YouTube link out down below. Subscribe and then hit that bell notification so YouTube will notify you whenever my episodes are premiering, okay? And come and be a part of the chat. We love it over here. And then for all of my audio listeners, I love y'all. I thank y'all so much. I like to recognize you. So if you are listening, go to my Instagram page, either obedience podcast or obedient underscore Shay and leave a boat under my last post so I can see who you are. I can recognize you. And I just want to tell you, you guys, you mean the world to me. And I thank you so much for supporting me on the audio platforms. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. All right. And then last but not least, I have to give a very special shout out to my Patreon family. Thank you all so much for supporting me. Thank you all so much for going over and above for the ministry. I really appreciate it. And I hope that you guys are enjoying the consistent content that I've been putting out for you guys. If you guys don't know, I do have a Patreon where I have four different tiers. So definitely check the link out down below and figure out which one works best for you. All of the proceeds from Patreon, they go directly to the ministry to help the ministry elevate and grow. So if you want to support the ministry over and above, definitely go and check out the Patreon. And then lastly, regardless of wherever you're watching or listening, I want you all to share this episode with five of your friends. We have to get the word out about what pride looks like and how you can get away from pride. So definitely share this episode with five of your friends so we can get that message out. And with that being said, before I go, I do want to give you guys your homework. You know, I like to give you all your homework so you can be prepared. So let me grab my handy dandy notebook and tell you guys what your homework is. So next week, we will be studying Psalm 128. That is Psalm 128. So write it down, read it, be prepared. So when you come back next Tuesday, you already know what the word is and you've been letting it marinate in your spirit and you're ready to hear the great word of God so go and check out Psalm 128 but with that being said I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here I pray that this episode found you blessed and I pray that it left you even more blessed but in the meantime in between time as always be obedient and I will see y'all same place same time next week ciao